So Biden decides that he can just forgive everybody's debt and everything's going to be okay. Nobody has to pay for anything. You know what? You're good. Don't worry about it. And now everybody's just all up in a tizzy about it. So what's going on? That's what we're going to talk about today on The Way of Will. All right, so everybody's got an issue with this whole thing. Some on one side are all about it, right? Oh, they're just kids. They're in school. They shouldn't have to pay for going to college. So they have this debt. It's such a burden on them, and we should just release that from them, right? They're in so much suffering and travail for uh, having to pay back somebody who was kind enough to pay for their education, Um, They shouldn't have to pay back. They shouldn't have to give money back to those people who are kind enough to pay for it. They should be able to just be free of it and not have to pay for all the education that they got. Okay. So then there's the other people who are saying, no, they, they chose to go to college. Nobody forced them to go to college. They didn't have to go to college. For the majority of them, it's probably their parents who have that debt. But for the individuals who, uh, you know, every age group, all right, you got people that are getting uh, these federal loans, and that's important to remember, right? These are federal loans. You know, if you've ever gone to college and you've set up to go to college, the first thing they have you do is get on FAFSA and sign up for a federal student loan and Pell Grants. Um, and then from there, you get as, you know, much uh, of your uh, school costs and, um, and all that covered, right? Your tuition, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, get covered by FAFSA and federal student loans. And then whatever you can't get covered by that, you get from wherever you can, right? And so, you know, that's that's the issue. Uh, You chose to do that. You didn't have to. And somebody was kind enough to say, sure, I will pay for your education. All you got to do is pay me back. Now, here's the thing. The only thing that that person who's given you that money has to go on is that you'll graduate from school and get a job and that job will pay well enough where you can get on with your life and live well and still meet your obligation to pay back the loan. And that's a that's a pretty big risk, especially now that uh, everything has been so driven by degrees, which it shouldn't be. Um, that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that our HR people uh, across business all over the place that requires a college degree even for entry-level um, jobs and positions, uh, it's absurd. There's no reason to require a degree for it. What, what's required uh, is time, uh, experience in the roles, right? So if it's a management role, a, a business degree, right, which I have a bachelor's degree in business and I have a, a master's degree in strategic management. So, um, you know, what people are really looking for is – you know, they'll make that requirement for a degree, but then they're going to say, oh, wait, you don't have any experience, right? So why why have the degree as a requirement? That That's silly. So, um, you know, there's some degrees that that makes sense, right? For mine, the strategic management MBA is a good one, right? My, and it was a master's course, so I didn't have to take a whole, you know, basically redo high school uh, for the first two and a half years of this degree program. I'm paying this college to re-educate me on everything I learned at, at the high school, you know, local school level. And that's the intention and the design behind it. And we've seen that for the last three decades or so, um, 
where it's all about undoing everything you learned at your local school and reintroducing it to you just from an entirely different perspective and whatever the popular perspective is of that particular university at that time. And so you're being indoctrinated, right? You got indoctrinated at your local school, whether it was a private school or it was a public school, doesn't matter. We all get indoctrinated, right? All it is, it's in doctra, as in doctrine, indoctrination. What are you being indoctrinated into is the question. Indoctrination is not bad. What is bad is what you're being indoctrinated into. Are you being indoctrinated into the facts and a reality and a real perspective on things? And then you're able to derive your own conclusions about it. Uh, Or is that indoctrination into an interpretation of those facts that goes one way or the other? All right. So whenever you go to the universities, now they want to re-indoctrinate you into whatever particular philosophy or view of all these different topics you want to go to. And that's why people hear about things such as um, gender studies or, you know, um, you know, women history studies or whatever. Right. They're trying to get you to go into a particular philosophy or perspective or view as opposed to actually getting an education and what your degree is supposed to say you are a knowledgeable uh, and experienced individual in. Right. So if you go in for a business management degree, you'd figure you'd be spending four years learning everything there is to know about business and all of its aspects. Eh, no, not really. Um, for any university that you go to, you're going to do like two years of, uh, you know, the same stuff you did in high school. Uh, and then in that third and fourth year, OK, you'll, you'll get into it. So maybe was it like 30 hours or something like that is, is typical of actual. This is what your degree is in and you're learning about it. Right. Those first two years are just regurgitating everything you've already done and whatever they want to indoctrinate you into. So now I went to a private university uh, and they, whenever I was doing my uh, fundamentals again, that was because I was in the Marine Corps for 10 years uh, and I was coming back out and I was okay with redoing it all all at that point because I spent 10 years pulling triggers and teaching other guys how to do it. So I was a little rusty. So I was all right with being able to retake those classes. But for a kid that's just coming out of high school, I mean, you, you don't re- need to redo calculus. You don't need to redo history. You don't need to redo English. You don't need to redo any of that. Now, sure, you need to take a class and how to do college papers. You need to understand how to do research. Um, yeah, all the practical things that you need to do uh, to get a college level education, what we would expect out of a college level education, right? But that's not what they do. Some of them do, but not all of them. And so at the school I went to, it was it's a very... Uh, uh, IT heavy type of school, uh, but they teach business management in the IT world. And so a lot of my core classes and stuff I took those first few years, some were, you know, re-upping my math, making sure I was good there. But that was the idea. My English class to, you know, what it would be high school equivalent was in how to write and how to do, um, you know, college level paper papers and research and all that. Um, and then the rest were familiarity with the world of IT, right? Getting to understand computers, how to build your computers, understanding how they work, and all that kind of stuff. And then I got into the actual business management side where I was getting my accounting class, my finance class, you know, management practices and principles, HR stuff, all the good fundamentals you need to do business. And it was a great degree, but not everybody gets that, right? And of course that's for business. So now you got to think about everything else. Now I say all that just to come to this point. Uh, when we're looking at this whole situation with the federal loans being forgiven and that, and that is the case, This is not private loans that are being forgiven. This is the federal government has come in using taxpayer dollars to pay for kids' education. So as we go into this conversation, let's let's answer one very simple question. 
what is a loan, right? If you understand what a loan is, you'll understand the perspectives, especially of the people on the right, whatever the hell that means, um, and why they're so upset about the fact that this is happening. And there's a whole lot of other stuff going on that are involved in, you know, what are the powers the president really has? Is this something that he can really do? Is this unconstitutional? Those, those are separate questions. But, you know, we're really just focusing on the idea of, is this the right thing to do from like a, a moral, ethical perspective, right? But in order to do that, we, we got to understand, uh, we also want to ask factually, so this would be an analysis of economics, uh, whether or not this is a good decision as well. So we're, we're trying to set aside the moral side of it uh, and really focus on just the reality of, of what's happening and what the impact will be. All right, so to understand alone, perfect example is getting a car, right? So whenever you go to get a car, unless you're throwing down cash in order to get it, you, you end up financing it. You might do a lease or something else, but we're focused on loans, right? So whenever you go to get that vehicle, your vehicle becomes uh, the asset that backs the loan, meaning the person who's going to give you the money to get that vehicle owns that vehicle until such time as you pay off that loan and then they give you the title, right? And a lot of people kind of detached from that. Uh, you know, for me, I, I did loans on, on all of my vehicles throughout all my time on active duty and everything else, even to today. Uh, I never bought a vehicle outright in cash and, you know, had title in hand, um, but say for one vehicle I did. Um, and so some people have a disconnect with that, right? A lot of people just go from vehicle to vehicle and they just, you know, sell it and then close out that loan and get another loan and, and you know, pick it up from there, right? And that's how people tend to do it nowadays. And so with that understanding, um, this is kind of what, what we have to think about, um, with that loan, here's the first part. When you have a loan, one, the person who wants the vehicle goes to a person who's totally cool with giving people money and says, hey, how about you pay for this vehicle and give it to me so I can drive it and use it, and I will pay you back over three years, four years, seven years, whatever it is, uh, and then you'll get all your money back. All right, so that's, that's the proposition that's being made between a person who wants to get a loan and the person who's giving the loan, right? The debtor and the debtee, however they refer to that. The creditor and the creditee, I don't know. Anyways, so here's the idea. The guy looking at you saying, okay, so I have to wait seven years to get my money back? That's a long time, man. And there's a lot of stuff that can happen in that period. So, you know, okay, I'm cool. I'll, I'll buy that vehicle from you. But you know what? Hey, uh, I'm going to have the title in hand. I'm going to own it. But I'm going to give you the money and I'm going to let you drive it and you take care of it and do everything that you need to with it just so long as you're paying me back. But if you don't pay me back, then, hey, I have that vehicle so I can go and sell it and try to get my money back. Right. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen in that period. So, yeah, sure, I'll give it to you. But I could have taken that money and gone and put it in an investment somewhere that would have generated a return for me. But instead, I'm choosing to give it to you. So I need to be able to make up for that. Right. OK, so here's the deal. Let's do uh, interest payments, all right? So I'm gonna give this to you and over this period of time, I could have made X amount of dollars and I'm looking in the market, so let's call it a 6%. And then I'm looking at you as a person, you seem to have a you know level head on your shoulders, you don't seem to be doing anything crazy, uh, you held a, a consistent job for a while, so yeah, you're pretty low risk. Uh, but then I gotta look at other factors too, uh, if you're that that's not the case. And that kind of helps me determine you know whether or not I'm gonna lose my money out on this thing. And so that's where the interest rate is determined. And there you go. You make that agreement. 
okay, I'll buy this car from you. Now, at the moment the loan is done, the only reason why you're able to drive off of that vehicle is because the dealership or whoever you bought the vehicle from has received the money already, right? This is important. As soon as the loan is approved and you start receiving services for whatever it is you're paying for with that loan or you're actually getting the thing that you're buying with that money that you got from the loan, that person gets the money right then and there. And this is really important right now. This applies for all of these loans. Those people have already received that money. Now, unless there's something going on in the background that I'm not aware of uh, as far as federal student loans go, that's the case. As soon as you make that agreement, boom, they get the money. They get that money from the federal government. And you know, for me, I used my, um, my military benefits, the GI Bill and all that. Um, so as soon as it was done and I, you know, I showed I passed grades and all that, whoop, they got the money, right? The, the transaction was processed and they got it. So um, that's the important thing to remember. The money has already been paid. Now, the difference between a couple of different things is one that that person who's giving that money uh, for a vehicle or for your house, well, that, that asset that you've purchased with it, they have as collateral. In the event you fail to make your payments, right? You're no longer able to do it. You just can't do it anymore. They can have the house. They can put it up on the market and they could try to recover that money back from somewhere, somebody. They can't just be without that money. It's just poof. It's, it's gone. That person's lost everything. Um, and, and that's just that's unreasonable. There, there's no reason for us for a person who is kind enough to go ahead and buy it for you um, and lay all that money down that you didn't have. And they were kind enough to take you at your word that you would pay things back. Um, and I mean, what, what kind of a person doesn't pay somebody back whenever they've done something so kind, especially, you know, a $35,000 car and, and they've given you $35,000 to have that vehicle? I mean, that's incredibly kind. What kind of person doesn't say, yes, I will pay you back, right? Well, I mean, even if somebody was to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this vehicle for you, just, just out of the kindness of their heart. What kind of person doesn't say, let me do something to pay that back? Let, let me, there's got to be something I can do to help you. I'll mow your lawn every, you know, every month or something for a year or whatever. You want to pay a person back. You want to show appreciation for that kindness. It says more about you as a person that you're okay with not paying somebody back, right? Uh, in, in a charitable giving kind of way. It's a whole other thing to have made an agreement to make those payments back and then decide all of a sudden you're just not going to do it. And that you would be okay or comfortable with that. I mean, it's one thing to, to feel the relief of not having the debt anymore. Believe me, I, I totally understand that, right? I'm, you know, I have a mortgage on my house. I'm going to love the day whenever I pay that sucker off. Believe me. But it's another thing to not feel like, man, that's not right. I should have, I should be able to pay you back for that, man. That, that was a, if you don't have that that guilt in you, uh, when when you don't have to pay the money back, what? No, that's not right. I should pay you back for what you've done. That was a lot of money. That was a big investment. And so if a person doesn't feel that way, that, that says a lot about you as a person. And, and I mean, you want to talk about faith and credit? Um, that, that's the whole idea of faith and credit. You keep your word. And so this is the big problem. When you get the loan, that money's already been paid for. And you've made an agreement to pay that person back who was kind enough to do this for you. 
Now, the difference between a car loan or a house loan, there's collateral there. There's no collateral for a student loan. That's a person who's kind enough to pay for your education on the hope you'll get a good job that gives you the ability to pay them back. And out of all the debts that are out there, student loan debt is the most forgiving and and mindful of your ability and capacity to pay back out of anything. So people are being very reasonable. I mean, like, hey, we can work out a different payment plan. You know, does the payment need to be less, whatever it is. They're the most accommodating things on the face of the planet to try to help you get to where you need to be to finally pay that sucker off. And that's that's a huge thing. And but there's nothing that the person who's given that to you has received in return other than just getting their money back and hopefully getting some interest to account for what they could have put it in that would have gotten them a return. But no, instead of give, putting it in uh, investments like in stocks or in bonds or whatever, uh, putting it into a business that would provide them with a dividend, instead of doing that, they chose, you know what, I want to give my money to a kid to help that kid get through school. I want to give this money to a single mom uh, who's been able to you know, work real hard, her kid's in school now, and she wants to try to uh, you know, move up in the world and, and get what's necessary so she can become a manager or become a senior manager, right? She wants to go and use that money on her skills. I want to help her out. I'm going to go ahead and pay this for her, and then she can pay me back in, at, you know, over some period of time, but I'm here to help her do that, right? Um, that, I mean, why would we slap somebody in the face like that and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go back on my agreement. I'm not going to pay you back. What? Now think about all those people who put that money in, right? What does that leave them at? They now have no guarantee that they're going to get that money back. It's gone. So that money is poof. So for a lot of people that give out loans like that, I mean, that money coming back to them, that, that's building up into their retirement fund, the, you know, the interest that's in there. They're planning and expecting that to be there you know, at the end of you know, three years, right? You're, you're three years into a six-year loan um, and you've got three more years to go and you as the person providing this, the financial institution, whatever, you're planning for your employees, you're planning payroll, you're planning your, your costs and expenses and your additional investments, all on the guarantee that, hey, I'm getting this money back. And then all of a sudden, poof, that's gone. That three years of planning that you had in advance, uh-oh, well, we now know how, don't have any money coming back. What are they going to do? Right? That money's not coming back. So that's the understanding here that, that we all have to have. This is the reality of loans. This isn't an opinion. This is not a, uh, um, you know, perspective that this is reality. This is what I'm describing to you what the reality is here. Now, the only part that one could say is perspective. That's only if you believe that morality is totally relative. But the part about you should feel guilty about all of a sudden not no longer being able to pay person back who pay for your education. Okay. But no, I mean, seriously, you ought to. And if you don't agree with that, then you really need to check your moral compass because I, I think you're a little off. But hey, all, all's fair there. But what the, everything else I just talked to you about, about the loan and what happens to, to that and what, a, what an organization that's giving out loans does, that's, I'm describing to you reality. I'm not giving you my opinion of it. That is the way that it is. So now we have to put this in perspective of the federal government doing this. So, I mean, whose money is it? It's, it's not technically, I mean, you know, we can all, we can make this argument, right? And this is kind of... Um, so yeah, let's let's do this, right? Let's take a look at this from from the positions of the different parties involved.
So there's two different views that are out there right now that, um, you know, we, we have to make sure everybody's views of everything is always being considered, right? So let's, let's take a look at that. So if, if you're a person that's a progressive individual, all right? Now I say progressive, uh, that means you know, some people call them the political left, right? The left and the right and all that. Uh, these individuals uh, are taking up a defense of Biden's actions. Um, these are Bernie Sanders supporter types, um, people who voted for Biden, <clears throat> and their view is, Nobody should have to pay for college. College should be free. Look at all those countries that uh, provide college education for free to all of their people. Okay, I'm looking at them. I'm, I'm not really impressed, right? But that's that's the way these people view things, okay? So they're the ones that are being very, very outspoken about it. Their view is uh, it's, it's a burden, right? This is suffering that students are experiencing, these kids who've made an agreement with somebody to pay for their college and that they would pay them back. Uh, instead of doing that with a private institution, instead they're doing that with the federal government through FAFSA. Uh, as, as I mentioned before, like if you've ever applied for going to college and you're trying to get through it all, it's like the first thing to have you there. They'll have entire portions of the building set up specifically for you to sign up for FAFSA, right? Which is the federal, the whole process for the federal student loan program. And so uh, you get your Pell Grant, you're doing all that kind of stuff. And so you make that agreement with the American people, with the federal government uh, as a taxpayer to pay them back for that. And I don't believe that government should be involved in giving out loans. I don't believe they should be involved in education, period. But hey, that's the agreement that was made. And to me, if, if that's what people want and that's the way that we voted this to be, then oh, hey, okay, so long as they are paying those loans back with interest, then hey, the, the government's making some money out of that and okay. But you know, so people view this as uh, a means to an end, and that end, progressives view, is free college for everybody. Now, the understanding of the fact that, you know, that's not the case, it's not free yet, so they're paying for it, it's as this unreasonable burden upon uh, the poor soul of the individual student going to college to learn whatever. Um, and then whenever they go to college and they graduate, they're not able to find a good paying job that you know, provides a return on investment for the money that they spent plus interest in order to attend that university because we've depreciated the value of a degree so much by just this idiocy of, I mean, teachers don't need a four-year degree to go and teach, all right? You, you learn the subject you're going to teach by going through the materials that you're using to teach your students. The skill is in the teaching. It's not in your knowledge of the subject. It's in the teaching. Right, anyway, that's a whole other subject. So these individuals, they think that, you know, the, the, and this is the part where, you know, we're all emotionally involved, is that this is going to help all those kids coming out of poverty <clears throat> who are first generation uh, going into college. Um, and so that's the thing, right? That's who they view as being helped. And anybody who thinks that forgiving these loans is bad hates the poor people. How dare you, right? Uh, the immigrants coming to the United States, uh, first generation, and their kid, their baby's going to college. Uh, how dare you not want to forgive their loans they shouldn't have had to pay with to begin with. That's the mentality that we're going against. It's a very emotionally driven mentality that is driven purely on the, the presupposition that it's immoral, because uh, they don't like the word evil, 
that it's immoral for people who've given a loan to a kid to go to pay for them to go to college. Uh, it's immoral for them to expect to be paid back. And, and so whenever they see this loan forgiveness, and again, this is not a private loan, this is only the federal government loans, um, is some big net positive for everybody because of its impact on that person, on that kid, uh, or like I described it, you know, a single mom uh, trying to improve her ability to take care of her kids by, you know, going and getting an education, whatever. Uh, this is all a positive thing. This is a good thing. He sh- he, this needed to be done years ago, whatever it may be. This sh- he should be forgiving all of it, right? Okay, so that's that's the progressive side of it. And that's a hard thing to argue against because it's driven by emotion. Uh, they, they have a moral superiority complex where they believe that the forgiving of these loans, money doesn't matter, impact on the government and the economy, none of that matters because at the end of the day, what matters is this kid is not being made to suffer, right? And who, who can make an argument against that? Who, who can say anything against that when it's driven from a, a very poorly thought out moral position? Because that immediately makes it to anybody who's arguing against it is evil. You're, you don't want to do this moral good, this very high level virtuous, virtuous action. Uh, therefore, you're, you must be evil. Only an evil person would not want to do this thing. And so anybody that's trying to be rational about the situation and be understanding of the bigger picture of things is immediately demonized. And we're seeing that happening, blowing up on Twitter uh, about this thing. And then there's, you know, the right side, okay? Um, And in their view, it's, okay, we didn't want this to begin with. And this is what a lot of people don't understand from the, you know, the Republican perspective is we didn't want government programs to uh, be giving out debt. The, the government doesn't even be giving out money. Just I mean, the rare, the rare occasion that it gets paid off is a rare occasion, whatever it may be. Um, that for us, we're looking at this like, hey, these kids made an agreement so that the taxpayers would pay for their education, and they would then pay the taxpayers back for the kindness of paying for their education via their tax dollars. Right? Everybody who pays taxes is the ones that are paying for these kids to go to school. Now, we have to remember here about who are the ones paying those taxes. So if you have money coming out of your paycheck every day, all right, and you're a progressive, so presumably, uh, from the progressive perspective, you're the working people, right? Um, that's, That's your money that's going to pay for somebody else to go to college that isn't you. So that's the way the, the conservatives view it is that you're no longer paying back what you said. You gave your word in that agreement that you would pay everybody back. And everybody was running on the expectation that you would do that because the whole point of going to college is that you get a good paying job. That's the whole position of everybody on the left. All right. And so just Republicans being Republicans, they caved in a while back. We got FAFSA. We got the federal student loan program, all that good stuff. And all that money is just being funneled into these universities. And what do universities preach? Well, they pre- they preach the progressive doctrine. So we're just giving more money to the schools to indoctrinate kids into their progressive mentality who want to say that it should all be free and it should all be paid for by the government. Now, by the government means by the taxpayer. So by people who are out there making money, they should be taking money from those people and paying, giving it to teachers uh, with the expectation that they're going to pay uh, teach the kids, right? 
So this whole thing is messed up because you're have, you're forgiving these loans uh, without taxpayer consent. Right? This should be an act of Congress that would warrant this. But Biden is acting outside of his powers uh, as the president of the United States to go out and forgive these loans. Now, Congress has ultimate responsibility for this, both parties, all parties involved, because they haven't reined in the power and authority of the, of the president. And so they put all these federal departments under the president. And so the president's going to sit there and do with them as he pleases. Uh, and that's why there's all these problems like with the FBI raid on Trump and all these other stuff. We politicized all these organizations. And now we have the president saying, boop, nope, uh, $20,000. Don't worry about it. You're good. And so now the federal government and its planning, right? Remember how we explained how loans work and what a loan is, was expecting that students would be paying back those loans with interest over a term of years. That term of years and the money that was supposed to be coming back to the federal government, coming back to the Federal Department of Education, funding that program, all of that money was on the books and being accounted for is now poof. It's gone. So that's not good. That's, that's not okay, right? How, how are we going to make up for that money? How is the government going to make up for that money? Because a lot of that money was provided out of the government's debt. And that makes it even worse that we've done all this deficit spending for so long. What's been funding the, the Department of Education is not hard dollars. It's our tax dollars going to them plus the government taking on debt or printing money right? Which is, you know, making the value of the dollar so small and which is why the cost of things has gone up because you have the same dollar bill, but you're not being able to buy the same stuff with it because the value of that dollar is just trashed. So that's the, the, the rights perspective of this thing. Our view from the moral position is you made an agreement to pay this back. The taxpayers have given that money. The federal government is the one that's supposed to be the fiduciary of this, ensuring that there's a return of that money and that the government planned out for, you know, however long the term of years is for your typical student loan, like six years or whatever it is, three to six years. I don't know. But they planned in advance. That's on the books, you know, or was on the books with, with the, the department that's responsible for the distribution of these funds and the recovery of these funds. Um, they're not going in there and tearing that page out of the book. That money no longer exists. It's no longer in the planning. It is now gone. So whatever debt instruments were utilized, whether it be the printing of money or the issuing of bonds by the federal government, whatever it was, um, that money is gone. And so with that being the situation, that's why for people on the right, this is not a good thing. This, this is an evil action to basically say that the government isn't going to get paid back after these kids decided or said that they were going to pay it back. That kid has gone, that kid is doing something evil by accepting that, uh, but it's not their fault. They don't have anything to say on it. So it's Biden's fault. What Biden has done, what the Democrats are supporting, this is an evil thing. And, it, and to further the point, uh, as I said before, if every kid out there who has just you know had their federal student loans covered for the education that they've received, if you don't feel some guilt in your gut about this, there's something wrong with you. Uh, you don't understand the way the world works. 
All right. And so that's those are the two perspectives, left and right, of this whole situation. So here's some things that you need to think about. And here, as you're hearing all the left and the right and all this kind of here's here's the bottom line issue. You need to ask yourself, where is the money going? Well, I should say, where has the money gone? Remember, these are loans. So that money was already given to the universities. They're just saying that those kids no longer have to pay that money back. Okay? So where has it gone? It has gone to the academics at these universities. And that's it. Now, are there universities that are struggling? Is there anybody that, that is going through? No, they're not. Universities are doing quite well. Uh, they did well throughout all of uh, the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. They did fine. And many of them have these incredible you know, savings accounts, uh, trust funds or, or you know, whatever, they, whatever they call it, um, to, to pull from. They have massive reserves to be able to pull from. They have all this real estate to work with. Um, they, they have more than enough. Hardly any university has, you know, is fully stocked with their employees according to their annual budget. Uh, they're all struggling to find people. So, I mean, there, there is no struggle here. And th this isn't going to make the cost of college go down. It's either going to keep it where it's at or make it go up because now the universities are saying, hey, we can make more money, right? And at the end of the day, if the universities, right? And so this is the other end of the, of the suggestion uh, is that the universities aren't, uh, you know, the degrees that they're putting out there aren't following through on, on what they're saying uh, should be getting done. That was the other thing the president mentioned in his little speech about all this was that, you know, they're trying to go after all these uh, universities that advertise that their students are able to get jobs that have X amount of dollars, all right? I happen to have attended one of those universities that had to deal with that, and I, that entire case was just totally bogus. So it's important to understand that having done this action has done nothing but just subsidize the universities and given them all that money. Now, in addition to that, who's getting the money? Okay, well... Who are these kids who are now have their debt forgiven? Who are these people? A lot of people think default to kids, right? And that's what I've been defaulting to this whole time. But I keep going back. There's others that are benefiting from it, right? I talk about the single mom that's trying to make her way up through college or whatever. Okay, we can all sit here and, and feel okay because it's okay. People like that, we get it. All right, your college has been paid for, the tax dollars, all that. And we can kind of content ourselves for it. But what is the bigger economic impact of this thing? How, how is this going to affect the federal government that expected to have all that money paid back? And we're sitting here we're spending, you know, it's not that we're spending, we've already spent that money. That money has already been spent and we were due to get it back. So it's money that we're not getting back now that we're going to have to make up for out of debt. So it's just simply passing the buck on, right? And whenever the government takes on debt, what is that? It's the expectation of spending future tax dollars now in order to pay people back who gave us that money in lieu of tax dollars uh, later. And so it, I mean, it's just a loan for a loan. And that's what compounds this even more because now people got to wonder, okay, what's the value of a government bond now? Uh, you know, how much expectation do I have that this is going to actually pan out? What was the overall impact going to be? Right? And, and so here's, here's what makes this even worse why only that group? I mean, everybody who's going to college gets encouraged to go use a FAFSA student uh, uh, program, like I already described to you. They all get funneled into it. 
they all get funneled into getting this government money. Um, okay, so everybody's getting getting this money uh, cleared out. Why is it only that group that's getting this benefit? So with those questions being involved, let's take a look at some of the things that people have been saying, right? So the right is always associated with religion, more, more primarily with the Christian belief system, right? So here's what I'm talking about on the American worldview uh, and, and the Christian position on this. So a lot of people like to use the Jubilee, and they're thinking that this is somehow a good argument. Um, the Jubilee applied for the Israelite people. It was a law governing them. And it was every 50 years, all debts would be forgiven and they would all return to their hereditary land. So whatever they had assembled over time, whatever wealth they had, all this kind of stuff, they ended up defaulting back to where they were. And then their debts would be forgiven in that period. But the only reason why that worked and why that was a thing was because people would anticipate the coming of the Jubilee year. All right. There were set terms and times for all that stuff. And so there was the expectation of that. So people would loan money and do all that with the expectation that in this year that's coming up, all loans and debts would be forgiven. And so the whole idea there was that everybody could reset, go back to where they were, get back to their original land and be able to start start fresh, start anew. There's forgiveness. There, there's a return to where you started from. And all this time, uh, you know, whether you made mistakes or you had issues or this person or that person, whatever it is, this was, you know, God coming in and saying, it's all done. Everything is done. So people could plan for that. And any type of loans that would be given uh, would be done with that in mind. All right. And so they would set up whatever this was in lieu of understanding that there would be that year of forgiveness. So everything would be planned out in advance to stop before the year of Jubilee so that everybody would get their return back. And then that would be it. We don't have that, people. <laughs> so there, there's no... That's not a thing in the United States. And hey, don't get me wrong. It sounds like a great idea. I mean, that, that, that every 50 years, everybody getting a reset and everything being forgiven, if we plan that out, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm cool with that. that. That makes total sense with me, right? I mean, it, yeah. it was in the Bible, so it must be good. No. What I am saying is that's a good principle to have. Um, so the, the, the Jubilee argument and trying to defend Biden's actions by using what you assume to be an already uh, in effect moral position of Christian people, especially Christians who are not Jews, uh, who are under a new covenant such that the Old Testament laws do not apply, which is why they haven't been applied uh, in the formation of the United States as a Christian nation, which of course you don't think is the case, but it is the case. Um, th these things don't apply. It's not, a, it's not a position that Christians have ever held um, forgiveness is a personal thing. It's, it's not a government action. It's a personal thing. And charity is a personal thing. Um, and so trying to, trying to use the Jubilee in which God says that, you know, all debts would be forgiven. People would be freed from, from, uh, any type of servitude that they were in, uh, all that kind of stuff that doesn't apply to here. And it can't be used in defense of Biden's actions because forgiveness isn't a financial concern. Jesus isn't talking about forgiveness of debts in his parables. He uses it as an analogy to a spiritual concern, not a financial one. So anybody trying to cite any of the parables from Jesus as an example, because he uses a finan uh, financial stuff, uh, what we would call financial stuff today, 
as an example of the intent of the spiritual side of forgiveness for sins committed against God, um, that, I'm sorry, there's, there's no tie there, guys. So, that's negated. Okay, so now what about the PPP loan? Hey, you uh, Republicans who own businesses, you got a PPP loan, and for not everybody, but for a lot of people, those PPP loans were forgiven. So why are you coming out, you hypocrite, about not forgiving student debts? So the focus to try to equate these two things together is on the forgiveness of it, right? Hey, you were told that you didn't have to pay the government back, but now you're coming here and saying that these students shouldn't expect to get the same thing. So you're trying to equate these two things on the forgiveness side. Again, total false equivalency here, people. Let's take a look at it. What was the PPP loan? So the government told businesses, you can't go do business. They told everybody to stay home. Now, under, with the understanding, you can't take things away from the people without proper compensation for it. The idea of the PPP loan, I didn't like it. I wasn't comfortable with them doing it, but it made sense to me based on this principle. Because the government said stay home, and that had a negative impact on business, which meant they couldn't pay their employees and it would have caused a huge disaster. The PPP loans going out, they were given out with the expectation that they would be paid back. But we also said that this, this is a loan that could be forgiven if things continue to get dire. And so whenever people took out the PPP loan, they weren't taking that out to go to college. They took that money out to pay their employees. Now, sure, there was a lot of corruption and all that. Sure, there's a lot of corruption with student debt. But here's the thing. The PPP loan is not equal to a student loan. The PPP loan was done in response to a crisis event caused by the government and was intended for them to pay employees. That was the whole point was to pay their employees to get them through the lockdowns and back to opening up their doors. And once they've recovered, there was the expectation of paying the PPP loans back. But depending on certain conditions that they would have to meet, they would have to apply for it, their loan would be forgiven. If they met those conditions, then it would be forgiven. But there were conditions in place. What is your situation? Were you able to make it through? Did you have to close down? What was this? What was that? There were a lot of things that had to be put in place in order to do it. And so it was a loan with, you know, built into it, a means of exit from your obligations in that loan. That was all built into the agreement. That was a part of, of why the conservative side of the house was okay with it. And so to, you, to try to equate student loans, and I've already told you what a student loan is, right? This is the federal government coming in and saying, sure, kid, I'll pay for your education, but you got to pay me back and it'll be over a term of years. So I want some interest back, you know, cover for inflation uh, you know, make some time because I could have taken this money and invested it somewhere else. All the standard reasons for interest rates on loans. All right. So you made an agreement to pay that back. There was no exit planned. There was nothing in there for you to not have to pay it back. The agreement was you would pay it back. And so to go in there and forgive that debt, um, Without the, you know, without the expectation of being paid back is in no way the same as it was for the PPP loan. These things do not equal each other at all. Now, your only point 
that you can make to try to you know, call people out as being hypocrites is on that forgiveness side. But again, you're forgiving debts that an agreement was made to be paid versus an emergency action that was compensating businesses because the government said you need to shut down. These two things are not equal. And so for people to have been forgiven uh, of their debts under the PPP, uh, a PPP loan is nowhere even close to being equal to what was done uh, for students whenever Biden made this this uh, forgiveness, just, just out of the blue, deciding to do it um, right before election season for people who are considered to be his base, paying them off, trying to fulfill a campaign promise right before election comes up in a year that right now it ain't looking all that positive for Democrats, but I don't, I don't foresee there being much change in it, but that's where everybody's thinking. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think they thought this through very well. Now, the overall economic implication of this, one is going to be on the government side. We're not going to be able to take care of our debts. We're not going to be receiving that money back. That money is now gone. From there, that means that we've just flooded the market, so to speak, right? There's no money coming back to the government. That money is now staying out there in the economy. So it's the same principle as printing money and putting it out there in the economy. You're not going to cause inflation to get even worse, and it's going to impact universities in much the same way. Now, all of this is just being factored into why, why it is that this is such a big deal and why it is it, it's such an issue on both sides. And everybody's going to have their own view on it. Sure. Is it, uh, is it an act of kindness that we could suggest to be forgiven? No. I'm sorry, it isn't. It's not an act of kindness towards the taxpayer. It's not an act of kindness to people who uh, fulfilled their obligations. Um, those individuals who still owe that money, who are being forgiven, are not better people. Um, you know, we can talk about not making judgments about them because they didn't meet their obligations or whatever it is because it was the act of the uh, person giving the loan to make that decision. Hey, that, you know, that's a legitimate point and that's very valid. And we all need to acknowledge that on all sides. Is this the right time to do it? No. Is it the right mentality to have? No. Should we have it be so uh, doubtful that there's an expectation of people being paid back for their kindness and paying for other people. Is that a healthy thing for our economy to be operating on? No. All of these things we can sit here and try to justify with our emotional feelings of wanting to help these kids not have to worry about paying back their student loans and the debt of that. They didn't have to do it. It wasn't a have to do. And they would have been just fine going and getting a regular job and working their way up. And then get to a point where they could pay their way through college. Right? I did 10 years in the Marine Corps. And from that, as an agreement with everybody in the military was a GI Bill. Hey, we would pay your way through college because you served uh, on active duty, especially in a combat zone or uh, going through the wars of Iraq and Afghanistan. Yes, that, that was what the agreement the American people was made with our military. That was an extra benefit to give to them because, well, quite frankly, you don't pay military people very well. Right. So. You know, it's important to, to, to grasp these points. And this is a challenging thing to, to really try to come to terms with. It was a bad action. Did the president have the authority to do this? No, no, he doesn't. But they're trying to find a loophole right now um, from like 2004 and a law that was there that gave some power to uh, the Federal Department of Education to forgive loans in times of crisis, right? 
And so they're trying to use COVID as a way of saying this is a time of crisis. It's not. COVID's over. COVID's been over for two years, man. Um, to try to continue to hype that up, I, I just don't, there's nothing legitimate in that. It's just all of it has been so just false and it, it just been outright lies left and right. So there, it's a complicated issue, but it does come down to some fundamental points that show the difference between the progressive left and the conservative right. Um, on principles. And that's where there's not going to be any you know, real reconciliation between these two points. But what's interesting about it is the fact that, hey, people that are trying to call out the Christian uh, moral ethic and, and all this kind of thing, it's amazing you trash everything else about Christian beliefs. Oh, but save the whole forgiveness thing. Yeah, we get, get, the forgiveness thing is good. We're okay with that. But not everything else that's involved. You know, go figure. So as you review this and you come to understand the American worldview position on this, just, just to come to default is the government would have never been given out that the government should never be involved in education. The government shouldn't be giving out debts, especially to citizens. No citizen should be in debt to the government, period. Um, the way taxes shouldn't be becoming uh, discriminatory, right? This policy was discriminatory. His act was targeted on a particular group while everybody else is left out to dry. This is preferential treatment by the government. This is the government using taxpayer dollars for a political purpose. This is government dollars subsidizing an academic institution, the majority of which trash our own country, um, the majority of which don't provide something that's of sufficient value uh, to benefit the individuals that are using it. The, all of this stuff is in total violation of the American worldview in what our principles are. The government shouldn't be involved in this. There, there should have never been any debts for which the government could could forgive. Um, uh, and I mean, shoot, this is the thing that kicks me just... Uh, he's saying he's talking about the predatory loans. These are government loans, man. Why, why in the same breath that you're talking about forgiving loans to get kids out of predatory loans, are you talking about ones from the federal government? Like... I mean, do you not see what you're saying there? So in every way, from an American worldview, this is wrong. This shouldn't have happened. If we were actively implementing the actual American worldview in the way it, it perceives government and its application towards government, we wouldn't be in this position. Uh, the government wouldn't be spending on debt. It, it wouldn't be the size that it is. We wouldn't have all of these departments. They wouldn't be involved in education. They wouldn't be giving out loans. Um, these things wouldn't be going on to begin with for it to be something that we would be worried about. But how do we address it going forward? This is a full stop, guys. We, there is no coming back from this. Th this is an action for which there is no return. We would be compounding the issue more if, you know, for example, let's say the Republicans take back Congress and all of a sudden they pass a law that says, nope, all you kids who Biden said your loans are forgiven, you're now going to have to pay those back again. That, that's an even worse decision from a moral position, right? Let alone just from a, a principal position of government. Um, that, that would just totally disrupt everything. So there is no, so this, the act is done. There is no coming back from it. It's said and done, right? Like uh, the insults that you threw at your mother 15 years ago. Hey man, that's all said and done. You can't take those words back. We can't take back this forgiveness. We, there's no way of recovering out of this action. Unless it's shown that he didn't have the authority and they can rescind that. But then that's just going to compound things even more. And I, I, I honestly think that's why they're doing it now. 
so that they can paint either the Supreme Court or the Republicans as being evil, terrible people expecting all these poor little kids to have to pay back their loans. It's, it's a lose-lose all the way around. It's a lose. The action itself that Biden did is a lose for our country, flat out. But then it's a lose for the Republicans if they try to do anything to counter it. It's, it's, a, real, it's a real heck of a situation. And I'll say politically speaking, it's well played. Well played, progressives. Well played. We'll see how this pans out come the election year. Um, but, you know, hey, that's why I try to bring about the American worldview. This would not even be a thing to worry about because the government wouldn't be in education. We wouldn't be having to worry about income taxes being discriminatory. There wouldn't be discrimination under the law like there is now. We would actually follow and obey the Constitution and our laws. Um, we wouldn't have these issues. But this is the situation we're in now. And is there a solution to this problem? Is there a way to... Nope, it's done. It's a done deal, right? It's like dropping that bomb on, uh, you know, in war, whenever the officer makes the call to drop a bomb on it, the guys uh, were there. They said, no, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. But that officer wanted to wanted to get that shiny metal, right? And so he called it in and poof, they just killed a family in a home. You can't make up for it. There's nothing you can do. It, it's done. And you have to move on from it. And unfortunately, that's that's our situation here. We, we have to move on. We have to do everything we can to make sure it doesn't happen again and to stop it from being like continuously implemented. Um, one time deal, we're done. That's it. Cut it. Stop it now. That's what we have to do and make sure it doesn't happen again. And we should just get the government out of funding education, period. There's a solution. Don't ever do it again. Don't ever give out loans again. Don't give out loans to anybody, um, you know. One thing, giving loans out to kids going to college is another thing, giving loans out to some other country somewhere. End it. But we have to see if anybody's got the cojones to get out there and do it, right? So thank you very much for watching. Please uh, go over to our Patreon, subscribe there, set up, help me build this channel, help me find more ways to present these issues to you from perhaps a different perspective and uh, you know, help me grow this channel into something that allows me to do this full time. Uh, be able to do a, a lot more with it. So that's our Patreon page. Uh, you can message me on Twitter. Uh, I don't do comments on videos because, I'm sorry, man, I ain't got the time. Um, but other than that, man, thank you so much for watching. God bless you. Thank you so much for watching or listening or whatever it is that you're doing. Be sure to subscribe and hit the little bell to get notifications when new videos come out. And check out our Patreon page. Become a member. Help me hit my goal of 1,000 subscribers at $3 a month each uh, by the end of the year so we can help build this channel into a real news and commentary, providing the American worldview on all kinds of current events. So be sure to check us out on Twitter at the underscore way of will and reach out to me anytime there with questions or comments or anything you'd like for me to cover. Thanks again for watching. God bless. Take care.